The tower of power, too sweet to be sour, funky like a monkey, ooh yeah! Governor Body talking to you right now, and you're listening to the Ten Count Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, the Tenth Wonder of the World, Justin Strem, and the man that got expelled from the old school, Chris Parcella. So sit back, relax, and as always, thank you for your service. Welcome, Fireflies! Ray Wyatt has once again lit the way, so for now, all you gotta do is let him in. We are here with episode 28. Stremmy, how are we doing today, brother? We are doing great. Thank you to the governor for uh, or the governor for the intro. My very pleasure. Nice, very nice of him. Big fan of the show. I know he is. I'm doing well. You know, it's it's May. It I is it. May first. Holy shit! How did that happen? Um, Brian and Pete could not be with us this week, so we're going with Plan B. Yeah. As Triple H said once, always have a Plan B. No, we're not going to dye blonde streaks in the be- in our hair and hit Stephanie in the back of the head with a chair. Uh, this plan B involves changing the topic. We promise the top 10 fantasy booking things on the road to WrestleMania 36 will come soon. Hopefully next episode, episode 29. But this week, top 10 Intercontinental Champions of all time. In fact, everything about today is Intercontinental Championship related. It's the greatest belt of all time. Mm. So the fun facts, the trivia challenge showdown, everything is IC title day. My favorite championship. Yeah, the list of the title holders, um, Wikipedia has a nice summary, and it's a who's who yeah, of wrestling. Absolutely. Was there seventy something holders of it? Or, um, um, it's it's uh, eighty two different champions. Eighty two. Yeah, and many different multiple reign champions. Who I'm oh, sure yeah. we'll talk about today. Uh, and the best looking belt, according to Bret Hart, when we went and saw him. At the Best Buy in Cambridge, if you remember. It is. I remember that fondly. I was wearing, I, that was in my fat boy days. I was wearing a Houston Astros sweatshirt <laughs> um, and red tearaway pants because that's what fit me in those days. Um, I still have that picture on my Facebook wall. I remember yeah. that day fondly. And afterwards, we watched some WrestleMania Five. Oh, that's right. And I um, speaking of meeting wrestlers, I cannot find... My Polaroid of meeting Sid and Lowell, and I need to dig it up to put it on the page. It is, I know it's somewhere. I know it's not thrown away. It is one of my prized possessions. I paid 20 bucks for it or whatever it was. Gotta frame that shit. I know, but it's literally like the old Polaroid. Doesn't matter. Gotta frame that shit. You gotta go out of your way. (laughs) Or it needs to be in your uh, Mm. breast pocket at the wedding. That's right. Take it out and show everybody. Be like, yeah, I'm getting married, but did, did I tell you about the time I met Sid? You should. Go for the vows and go, sorry, this is just a picture of Sid. Put it back and then pull out the vows. That would be great. She'd kill you, but... Uh, she'd laugh. I'd pop. Uh, I, hey, I think about 30% of the crowd would pop and the other 70% would be like, what the hell is Who going on? Who the fuck is that, is what they would say. It would be worth it, though. Yeah, it would be a story. So, before we get to all things IC title, mm. they keep shaking up. The super the superstar shakeup. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, I thought they were done. 
I was just complaining about it before we turned the mic on because, it, you know, it's it's a lot to keep up on five hours of, the, you know, regular programming in the, during the week. And then to have them revert some of the changes back right away and then change some things after the Superstar shakeup. I was so happy about Almas coming to Raw and then the next thing you know, he's gone back on SmackDown um, after that amazing match he had with Finn Balor. Um, and then people come in the, in the coming weeks, and I'm not even sure if it's done. It might not be done. They could keep making fucking moves, making moves, making moves, mm. making million dollar moves. Mm. So to recap, Monday Night Raw has acquired The Miz, yeah. who's been drafted every year they do a draft. Yep. Andrade and Zelina Vega, and they were moved to SmackDown. And they moved back the next week. Ricochet. Alistair Black, who was then moved to SmackDown. Ricochet was like already on Raw, basically. Right. Know, like, yeah. Um, well, he was wrestling on both shows, and after right. many, they signed him to a roster. Right. The Viking Experience, who was then renamed the Viking Raiders. Right. Which I think that's a good name for them. Their finisher is the Viking Experience, and they're they're yes. ro- they're bowling over people. They're running through. I like it. Big big. We actually. Said on the last show, they may change the name because there was such an uproar about it, and sure enough, they did. It's one thing we got right. It is. Rey Mysterio. Yeah. The Usos. Yeah. Naomi. Eric Young. EC3. Cedric Alexander. Lars Sullivan, who was then moved to SmackDown. <laughs> Lacey yeah. Evans. Yes. The most important draft pick of all. The phenomenal AJ Styles. Yep. And then after the shakeup was over, the next week Samoa Joe showed up. Now I he had the flu or something yeah. like that, so they just didn't have him show up on TV. So that's fine. Cesaro and the club Gallows and Anderson. Yeah. So it, it was just the execution um, was flawed, obviously, but in the end, I think a lot of those moves make sense. Um, you know, I wish if they were going to cha- trade people afterwards. I like the idea of trading people for the U.S. title holder. If if right. both, both titles were both U.S. and IC titles run SmackDown, right. they for could instance. have easily have said right. Samoa Joe has been traded to Raw, right? And because the U.S. title was so important, SmackDown got Alistair Zelina. And Almas, like right, they could have done, but no, they well, yeah, this is I, how it is now. It's it's funny, like it speaks to we hear these things about these last minute rewrites and changes, and I feel like that that happened up until to an extreme with this superstar shakeup, as evidenced by the fallout afterwards. So Absolutely. a little bit bungled, but I think in the end, the change is good. I like the Rosses as they are now. So the SmackDown changes: Finn Balor, Ember Moon, Bailey, Kari Zayn. Lars Sullivan, Buddy Murphy, Elias, Roman Reigns, Liv Morgan. Yeah. Chad Gable, Apollo Crews, Mickey James, Heavy Machinery. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Andrade, Vega, Aleister Black were all moved back to SmackDown. <laughs> Jinder Mahal, the yeah. Singh brothers, who mm-hmm. last night were moved to 205 Live. Oh. Which makes sense. Yep. They can actually work there instead of just being... Yeah, I didn't realize that they actually wrestled, so that's yep. good. Yeah, and the B team. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's say. I mean, announce trades. Don't just, you know, say April's going to be Superstar Shake-Up Month. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, all it takes is Michael Cole going, as a reminder, the Superstar Shakeup will be going on all month one. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the rosters will be finalized May 1st. Yeah. How long did that take me to say? 20 right. seconds? Right. And to my point that I belabored on this show, like, it's not really. Like, the guys and girls can end up on the, another show, like, the next week. I mean, Michael Cole was on the beginning of SmackDown last night, right? He's supposed to be only on Raw. Next thing you know, he's interviewing. Um, oh, my goodness. Who was it at the beginning of the show last night? Um, Kevin Owens? Yes. Yes. So I'm like, I don't know. It, it, to me, it's it's good to change it up, but the, the rules are not hard and fast. It's wrestling. You can make up the rules as you go along, but it announce the fucking rules. <laughs> right. I'm willing to accept anything, as text messages we go on every day are, are proof of. Right. Just tell me the rules. Yeah. That's all I ask. Yeah. I don't ask for much. We just want boundaries. Yes. In this fake world we live in. Not fake, the stage world yes. we live in. I mean, I mean yeah. it's not too much to ask for. No, no. All right. So this week we're introducing a new segment, uh, the 10 Count Trivia Showdown. Um, mm. It was supposed to be Justin versus Pete, but Pete's washing somebody's hair or cooking a lasagna. <laughs> I'm not sure what he's doing. He couldn't make it tonight. So each week it'll be a one-on-one trivia showdown, best of seven. Mm-hmm. Next week there's going to be four of us, so it'll be ten questions. First one to get four wins, but to see if you can become the first ever ten count showdown trivia champion. Hmm. You gotta get four out of the seven of these right. I feel like this is one of those work trainings where you take like. Uh, None know. of it has to do do with if you grab somebody's ass is that sexual harassment? Oh damn it! We're not gonna ask you that. Question. Those are easy. I'm good I'm, at those. Well, this is all intercontinental title based, okay. so a lot of this may have um, come up in your research. All right, all right. Let's see how we do. So I I know if I know one thing about you when it comes to wrestling, mm-hmm. I know that you're a Hasbro action figure fanatic. Oh yes. Absolutely. Can you name the three superstars mm-hmm. to both hold the Intercontinental title and to get a Hasbro figure that are not in the WWE Hall of Fame? That are not in the WWE Hall yes. of Fame already that have been Intercontinental Champions and have a Hasbro figure. Yes. Wow. The Mountie? That's one. Um, oh, man. Marty Janetti. That's two. And... Oh. I don't want to go through all 90 figures. Um, damn. It's... Who am I missing? I'll show you what his action figure looks like. Uh, Crush? It is a clothesline one. Big Boss Man? No, Big Boss Man's in. I'll give you one more guess before this question is considered (laughs) incorrect. Intercontinental champion, Hasbro figure, not in the Hall of Fame. And it's a clothesline action. Yep. I even made the face he makes. Texas Tornado? Owen... Oh, Hart. no. So question one. Ugh. Wrong. How the hell did I miss that? Not counting Triple H's unification with the World Heavyweight title. Shit. Can you name the two wrestlers 
that lost the Intercontinental Championship the same day that they won it? Um, Dean Douglas. That's one. Um, same 24 hours or literally same day. same day? Same event. Same event. That's one. Dean Douglas is one. Shit. Uh, the Miz? Incorrect. Chris Jericho. Oh, no. Not looking good. You don't need to name them, <laughs> but how many the wrestlers have been Intercontinental Champion? I'll give you an example. The Honky Tonk Man. How many the Ooh. wrestlers have been the Intercontinental Champion? <laughs> you don't need to name them. Just got to um, give me a number. Oh, boy. Well, the Mountie and... Yeah, so we know we have at least two. There's at least two. <laughs> the Miz, the Honky Tonk Man, the... I'm just going to add on a random number on top of that. I'm going to say five. The correct answer is nine. <laughs> the Honky Tonk Man, the Ultimate Warrior, the yeah. Mountie, the Texas Tornado, the British yeah. Bulldog, the Rock, the Godfather, the Big Show, the Miz. Yeah. Right, you need all of these. Shit. To become the first. I don't get half credit. This isn't like nope. a. Uh, this is an all or none. I can't believe I missed Owen Hart. I'm shame on me. I'm very disappointed. Who was the first African American Intercontinental Champion? Mm. I can hear the metronome. <laughs> Is the metronome going? Yeah. I'm going to mute it. Oh, wow. Uh, Rocky Johnson? Ahmed Johnson. (laughs) Really? It was that late? Yep. Oh, my God. I mean, I could go through and tell you everyone that helped I should have just said Johnson, like Jeopardy. You would have been close. (laughs) So, we'll just go through the last three questions. This is for uh, bragging rights now. Yeah. Whom... Did Razor Ramon defeat for his first Intercontinental title? Um, I believe it was Shawn Michaels. It was Rick Martel. Shawn Michaels vacated the belt, and there was the Battle Royal. The last two men wrestled each other in a one-on-one match. True or false, every member of D-Generation X was Intercontinental Champion at least one time. Um... False. I don't think X-Pac ever was. That is 100% correct. Okay. China, Rick Rude, Billy Gunn, Road Dogg, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels were all IC champ. And I don't count Nightmare. That was a good or one. Or Hornswoggle. That was a good one. And finally, the years 2000 and 2001 tie with the most intercontinental title switches in one year in company history, including vacancies. How many? Uh, I'm going to take a guesstimate. Based on the title reigns and all the days that a lot of these guys I have my list held it for. Eight? Twelve. Oh. So you got one out of seven. <laughs> so there is no trivia, ten count trivia showdown champion. Maybe next time. Hey, one out of seven is still better than uh, did not attend. That's true. Missed cut. He beat you, Pete. Yeah, that's right, Pete. All right. Now, moving on. Fun facts, aka who fucking cares? (laughs) Um, Intercontinental title based. I've got ten fun facts because I just love this title so many times, so much. 
Uh, established in 19, September 1st, 1971, Pat Patterson was the first Intercontinental Champion. Yep. Having won the WWF North American Championship from Ted DiBiase on June 19th, he unified it with the South American Championship, which Pat Patterson won in a tournament in Brazil. And there's no actual record of that ever having happened. They unified the two titles, and the Intercontinental right. title was born. I think we talked about that before, that they just kind of made it up. And yes. Said, yeah. Which makes, you know, the story sounds good. It does. Um, fun fact number two. There have been 82 different Intercontinental Champions and 171 reigns. Wow. In its 40-year history. Uh, number three. Chris Jericho holds the record with nine title reigns. Oh, yeah. Number four. The Honky Tonk Man holds the record for the longest individual reign at 454 days. Only four wrestlers have held the title continuously for over one year. Pedro Morales, Randy Savage, Don Morocco, and the Honky Tonk Man. Mm-hmm. The WWF Intercontinental Championship has been held by 31 Hall of Famers, who I will not name here. 21. <laughs> For the sake of time. <laughs> yes, 21 Intercontinental Champions have had a Hasbro action figure. Wow. Only three of them are not in the Hall of Fame, and I'm not going to name them. Because I heard... Because there's 21 of them, and I'm not going to do that to our audience. <laughs> the Intercontinental Championship has been vacated eight times. Wow. Um, I have all the times written down, but I'm not going to do that to our two of them. That's a good trivia question, too. Between uh, Michaels and Ultimate Warrior, of course. Mm-hmm. Ultimate Warrior's one. Michaels is one. Ah, fuck it. Jeff Jarrett uh, versus Bob Spark Plug, Plug yep. Holly. Um, on April 26, 1995, on the Action Zone. Mm-hmm. Goldust and Savio Vega, April 1st, on Monday Night Raw. Ahmed Johnson, 1996, due to the injury at the hands of the debuting Farouk. Yep. Uh, Steve Austin's neck injury from Owen Hart oh, dropping yep. him on his fat head. <laughs> Triple H's knee after the SummerSlam ladder match. Unified with the world title by Triple H. Uh, injury to Edge on Raw. Jericho won a ladder match. Bad News Barrett injured his shoulder in the Miz yep. won the Battle Royal. And then Ryback won the title in an elimination chamber after Daniel Bryan vacated it due to injury in his last match until now. Yeah. Um, fun fact number nine. The title has switched hands five times in our beautiful state of Massachusetts. Yeah. Tito Santana won at a house show in the... Boston Garden over Don Morocco in February of 84. Mm-hmm. The Macho Man beat Tito Santana in the Boston Garden February 1986. Uh-huh. Yeah. The Mountie, January 17th, 1992 in Springfield, Massachusetts, beat Bret Hart. Yeah, I remember that. Lowell, Massachusetts, February 1997, Rocky Maivia defeated Hunter Hearst Helmsley on Monday Night Raw. Mm. And Dean Ambrose beat Kevin Owens at TLC December 13th, 2015. A lot of history in Massachusetts yeah, for that Yeah, I was title. there for that one. I went to TLC 2015. Now, this Good piece stuff. of fun fact research is my absolute favorite. <laughs> I have a breakdown of the events that the Intercontinental title has changed hands in its illustrious history. Wow. It changed hands once at Action Zone, Battleground, Capital Punishment, Fully Loaded, King of the Ring, Main Event, Maple Leaf Wrestling, which is a one-off event that Greg Valentine won the title at over Tito Santana. Interesting. No Way Out, Payback, Saturday Night's Main Event, The Bash, and Taboo Tuesday. Hmm. Changed hands twice at Backlash, Elimination Chamber, Judgment Day, Over the Limit, Survivor Series, and Vengeance. Uh, Three times at Armageddon, Night of Champions, No Mercy, and Unforgiven. 
four times at the Elimination Chamber, Extreme Rules, Superstars, and TLC, five times at In Your House, six times at the Royal Rumble, 12 times at WrestleMania, 14 times on house shows and SmackDown, 15 hmm. times at SummerSlam, and 55 times on Monday Night Wow. Yeah, I would have figured Raw would be the leader, but that's a, that's a hefty lead. That is the fun facts. Good stuff. About the Intercontinental title. Good I stuff. I love me that championship. I like, so. well, the house show ones are interesting. Those are mostly early on. Of course, like you mentioned with Tito Santana um, winning in the Garden. Um, funny that that's tied with SmackDown. And now SmackDown will be in second soon enough, I'm sure. Yeah, all okay, with the title. The one. Right. Or two. Right. Two? Two. I think they were tied with house shows. Yeah, um, but uh, they're in third place. So oh. two more changes and they surpassed SummerSlam for a second. Yeah, I get you. All time. Um, yeah. Cool. So now it's time for the top ten Intercontinental Champions mm-hmm. of all time. Mm-hmm. The Khan Mahler, mm-hmm. a.k.a. 19 other nicknames to be revealed on the next episode, sent his list in. So we've got three lists to work off of. Wow. Very excited. Yeah. Um, let's go with uh, Pete's number 10 first. Pete's number 10 is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Won it with a broken neck, which I can poke holes in. His second run with the title was a great build-up and pretty much was the beginning um, of what was to come for him. Yeah, so I'm glad that he picked Stone Cold for his number 10 because it, it kind of lays the foundation of my list. And the, w- the way I built my list was, what did the Intercontinental title mean to... The performer, and what did the performer mean to the Intercontinental title? And when I think of Stone Cold, um, I actually have a whole section of what I say the monster names I left off of this list. He's he I left him off this list because I so. yeah, it it I mean it's a great many for many of these guys it was a stepping stone. Yeah, and, and Stone Cold never caught a whiff of it again after that, right? I mean he I think he actually held it twice if I'm not mistaken. But, Two times, but um. After that, he was they in the stratosphere. Really interesting. He was in the stratosphere after that, so I can appreciate it. I don't disagree with what Pete said, um, and obviously he's an all-time great. But in terms of when I think of the Intercontinental Title, I don't think of Stone Cold. Neither do I. Um, you know, his thing about winning it with a broken neck—that's mm-hmm. because Vince didn't want to go off script. Like right. Owen had to. Bumble fuck around until Austin could roll him up in the lamest pin ever. Right. Um, yeah, he forfeited the title, and then I think he just like handed it over to The Rock after he won it the second time because he wanted to go for the WWF title. I might yeah. be misremembering that, but yeah, I um, I don't remember that either. But like, he's he is the first of many, many of the pantheon. I mean, the names I left off my list could probably comprise a top ten of all time. Like that's. That's how big these names are. So uh, I, I I don't disagree with them, but it's just it's in the confines of how you interpreted the list. So. Yeah, and I don't I just I don't think Austin the confines of I don't steel think cage. Austin did enough for the title. Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, you know, he they always it. say that the guy makes the title, the title doesn't make the guy. Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything. He didn't do enough for the championship, which I think a lot of the guys on my list. Yep, you know, did something. Yep, and I think I think we're gonna have similar lists then because if we left off the the Stone Colds of the world, and I won't start spoiling names, but there's many, many. I big left names. off a guy with an eyebrow as well. I left off the Rock. 
And um, I left off a guy that spits water. I left off Triple H. Mm-hmm. I, I left off many. Okay. Well, we'll get there. Um, cool. <clears throat> My number 10 is Dolph Ziggler. Very good. Um, and uh, am I blowing you up at all? You're not. Okay. No. Um, Ziggler is, to me, that that level of talent that uh, he got like a couple quick runs with the big title, but he's an upper level mid carder, I guess. And the the title around his waist is a sign that it's in good hands. You know, it's it's in a talented guy's hands uh he's gonna do well with it he's gonna be a fighting champ he had six reigns for a combined 372 days so just over a year's worth of total about 60 days per reign yeah yeah which is you know those aren't long runs but um i'm sure there's you know somewhere 150 and somewhere two weeks or whatever he's got a six on the dpr as i called it this week the dpr days per reign days per reign i like it um and he's beaten um he beat the Miz three times for the title, by the way. Uh he beat Kofi one other time, Luke Harper and Seth Rollins. So he's beaten some other guys that um His matches with Luke Harper over the title were really good. Yeah. I remember those specifically. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole um his rivalry with the Miz is a bit underrated, I would say. Um they're almost similar in a way, if they're especially if they're both Work and heal, um, but you know he's uh, he, six title reigns, which I don't I don't have them all sorted, but six is a high number for the Intercontinental title, and it's probably sure. in um, in the top ten in terms of number of reigns. So yeah, yeah absolutely. No, that's a great pick. He didn't make my list. Um, I don't know why, but hey, I mean, there's 82 title holders in. Um, when you hear the names we leave off, it's this is a this is a tough one in terms of how do you bracket it, and, right? Um, and his favorites are going to play into it too, and your own memory of it. But you know, based on some data alone, Dolph, uh, and who knows, he, he'll probably end up with the title again. You know, he'll he'll probably go for a seventh, eighth, ninth reign. You know, yeah, he, he's taking a break right now. But sure, that's a great point. Um, my number 10, we might be in blow-up mode already. Yeah. Um, does that hand yes. sit, gesture, that blows you up? Okay. If okay. we're doing top three, then Top yes. three. Okay. We'll come back to my number 10. All <laughs> right. Uh, I, I think it plays into that same vein, but we'll talk about when I get to my number three. Um, so let's see. Pete's number nine, Owen Hart, because mm. he's Owen Hart. Simple. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, you know how much I love Owen. Yeah. I, I didn't even consider him. I agree with you 100%, and I agree with Pete 100% too. I love Owen. Um, by the way, I, um, on one of my Instagram pages today, um, which I should post as a clip of the week, was Brett sort of reuniting the Hart Foundation. When, I remember that. Which is a great moment. I forgot about it completely when Owen and Davey are in a... Um, in a match and they're killing each other and, and Brett comes and cuts a promo about basically the 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 beginning of the US versus Canada type heat. Um great moment. Owen cries in the ring and stuff. Owen's so great. Um so he great. 
Yeah, oh, ain't he great? So I don't, I don't disagree with Pete. I love Owen, but I think um, I, I, let me pull out the Wikipedia page. But I don't even think it was particularly like long rain and days and things like that. I tend to go a little data heavy. I think he was a two-time champ. He lost to Austin both times. I think. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, yeah, I, I. But if we're doing like favorite wrestlers, whoever held the intercontinental title, that's a different list. Yeah, and not greatest IC champs of all time. Because if we're just talking our favorite right. guys that held the belt, he would. This guy I'm showing you, covering right. up the number, he wouldn't be on my fucking list. Right, right, right. So Owen Hart um, is 41st overall in total days with the belt. Two reigns at 132 days, uh, tie with Kevin Owens. So if my so. memory serves me correctly. He won the title. I forget who he beat the first time. I want to say it was Rocky Maivia. Okay. Um, he lost to Austin at SummerSlam, won the title, won the vacant tournament. Yep. And then correct. he lost to Austin again. That's correct. So he defeated The Rock on Raw, one of the 55 reigns we saw in Omaha, Nebraska, and won it when it was vacated after the Stone Cold's neck injury at. Bad blood in he your house. Farouk? He beat Farouk Fuck in a yeah. tournament final for the vacant title. Fuck yeah! Look at me and my knowledge. So, um, what? yep, no, no qualms from me on Owen Hart. I love him. I do too. But I claim to be data driven in my research. I try to back it up with numbers, and that's why my number nine is Pedro Morales. Pedro Morales is my number nine. Wow. For a data-driven reason only. <laughs> Dead on. Well, I think... It, so let's get right to the data, but I'll, I'll editorialize afterwards. Two reigns for a combined 619 days, which... That's uh, 309.5 DPR. That really is. That gives him the most total days um, overall with the Intercontinental title. Now, how long was each reign? Do you have that? Uh, I do. I can go up here and see that. Um, I'm going to ask if you have it like we're not just looking at Wikipedia right now. <laughs> oh, no. We're I have it committed to memory. Room. So his first reign after he beat the legendary Ken Patera, the American hero, was 194 days. Um, then he dropped it to Don Morocco, who he won it back from at a house show in New York, and then held it for 425 days. Okay, so he has the second longest individual reign, and he's right. held it for the most total days. Right. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, and I think um, it's early enough in the in the Intercontinental title's history. Uh, Pedro Morales, if you go back and watch some of those early 80s um, you know, specials, because they weren't really pay-per-views at the time. Right. Pedro was highly regarded, um, you know... A great marketing uh, ploy to the to this day. We still see, um, you know, Hispanic or Latin American uh, wrestlers marketed like Almas. So Vince, I think, thought very. I'm sorry, highly. future WWE champion Almas. Future WWE champion, future Hall of Famer. There we go. <laughs> so Morales was highly regarded by McMahon. Um, so I, this was not some, you know, let's throw him a title type thing. This was a big deal. Oh, I agree 100%. First Triple Crown champion of all mm. time, by the way. I did not know that. Yes, That's indeed. Good. That's good. Yeah, I think you said it best. The one thing that I was talking of, uh, talking to 
the brother, mm-hmm. brother Mike, nickname undetermined. That was one of the people he kind of had a qualm about. Yeah. Like, who, no, they held the title for a long time back then. And I was like, yeah, but he's, it's still great. Like, yeah. I mean, and you could also do like, when I dismiss somebody, I'm like, who did he ever fucking beat? Right. He beat Don Morocco and Ken Patera. Right. A Hall of Famer and a should-be Hall of Famer. Right. It's not like he beat fucking Bob... Well, I like Bob Paul. It's not like he beat Savio Vega and Kurgan the Interrogator. <laughs> right, right. No, I, I totally agree with his point of there's less opportunities. There wasn't a Raw every Monday night for Pedro right. Morales to defend there in. There weren't 12 pay-per-views here. Exactly. So I point completely taken on that. But on but, the flip side, they were also wrestling like 330 days a year. Yeah. Yeah. He was wrestling every fucking night. Right. Twice on Sundays. Exactly. So he probably defended it more times. But, you know, there's a reason that most of these house show changes are in New York, Boston, yeah. uh, Philadelphia. They're not in, like, you know, Sheboygan, Wisconsin, and things like that. Um, so I, I, I see both sides of it. But Pedro was a big star back then. And I think he um, helped elevate the title. From an early standpoint. Agreed. I'm going to make a comparison just so I can mention the guy. Pedro Morales' 619 days mm-hmm. then compared to 12 pay-per-views now is like John fucking Havlicek, the third greatest Celtic of all time. <laughs> May he rest in peace. Right. He's got 26,975 points mm-hmm. as a Celtic in his career. Yep. Paul Pierce... For his career, and again, he spent a few years without the Celtics, has two more points in his career than Havlicek had. Mm-hmm. Havlicek didn't have the three-pointer. Right. So, yeah. for those who want to say Pedro didn't have pay-per-views, he was also traveling 300 days a year, you know, wrestling 340 times a year. He wasn't shooting three-pointers. So, right. I had to mention Johnny Havlicek, Hondo. Rest yeah. in peace, you, you absolute legend, you. Yeah, and you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought him up. I'm I'm not a huge basketball fan, but my pe- dad's favorite player. People go out of their way to to talk about John Havlicek. It's kind of a weird parallel to draw, but um, he's one like Nick Cafardo, the the Red Sox writer who passed away during spring training unexpectedly. Like people were like upset about it right. within the sports media, and pe- same thing for Havlicek who by all accounts was a true gentleman and, and a really humble, nice guy. Um, and, and much like Pedro, we didn't watch him play, so it was kind of hard for us to rank him. Um, but luckily with the WWE Network, we can go and watch some of Pedro's yeah. stuff. But um, good point on on uh, Hondo. That was my cheap way of showing Hondo some love. Yeah. Hey, we're, we're not uh, – it's not 100% wrestling. We're going to talk about the news of the day. Right. Is important. Number eight. Pete's number eight. Mm. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. The bizarre one. Gold dust. Made my honorable mentions. Yeah. I, I think it's um, gold dust did not make my list, and I, I cut it off at, at uh, five honorable mentions, but he definitely got strong consideration from me. He, I think he's at that level of IC title. Um, 32nd overall. In total days with the belt. Is he a three-time champ? Three-time champ. Pin uh, raiser at Rumble 96. Yep. 96? 95? Yeah. 96? 97? Let's see. Fuck my let's face. See. 96. 
Royal Rumble 96. Because somebody on my list beat Razor at Royal Rumble number five. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> um, I mean, I didn't put Goldust on my list just because he's fucking all in. Mm-hmm. So fuck you, Pete. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean Dustin yeah. Rhodes. He just turned fifty. He looks like he could work with he could work with anybody right now. And put yeah, on a five star match. If it's in Tokyo, it'll be an eleven star match, right, Dave? Right. Um, I'm not mad at it. I like Pete's list. Wait, no, I, I, I don't. I'm not mad at Goldust either. I think I've said this before. I'm repeating myself, but some people don't necessarily need a title with them, uh, like a Jake the Snake or. Piper, Piper, DiBiase. Exactly. They're compelling enough, and Goldust was always such a different act that I'm glad he got the the runs with the title, don't get me wrong, but he, I don't think he necessarily needed them. I mean, to have that nasty uh, brawl with Piper at WrestleMania 12 or whatever it was. That shit was so good. It was great. and uh, Piper broke his hand on Goldust's face. Really? Uh-huh. I did not know that. Um, so, yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm not outraged about Goldust being on his list. I like it. Yeah, for sure. Just didn't make mine. Yep, me neither. Uh, my number eight, again, data, six total reigns, uh, for 211 combined days, Mr. Rob Van Dam. Our lists are more different than I thought they would be. Really? He didn't make my list. Interesting. Um... He beat some some all timers, including some guys that are on my list um, a little bit further down. But uh, actually, maybe not. Uh, but he beat William Regal, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, Captain Charisma Christian in a ladder match. You know, pretty high level. I mean, these are all like pay per view or Raw type matches. Um, None and, of those it, guys made my list. You know what? The rest of them did not actually. Now, now that I say it, um, they're all good. They're all great, but Rob Van Dam with six reigns, and he—I know he had the ECW title, and um, he had that token run with it. But um, he's <laughs> interesting choice of words, considering why he lost the title. I—I I can't remember. <laughs> token. Oh, yes, yes. That's look a good at point. you being clever without even trying. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. But he won it at WrestleMania 18. He beat William uh, Regal. Yeah, and then he won it on Raw. He won at SummerSlam when he beat Benoit. Like these are big. These are big matches. Yeah. Um, and you know what? It's a weird way to put it, but the ECW guys kind of got dumped on. I mean, they were always a quick exit in the Rumble. A lot of the guys, maybe they got a quick run with the Hardcore title, but Rob Van Dam um, got. A solid career with WWE, and to win it six times, you know that's the high praise. This is this is a topic for another day, but I think the ECW guys got exposed more mm-hmm. than anything. You know, that's probably fair. I, I, lo- I love a lot of them, and I will ride or die with the Ravens and the Steve Carinos of the world. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. your Sandmans, your Sabus, your uh, Tommy Dreamers. Yep. You know, not the best workers. You know, Shane Doug. There's an upper echelon. Your Shane Douglases, your Ravens, your Carinos, your Jerry Lynn's, your Terry Funks. God damn. God damn it. God damn it, Strim. <laughs> I didn't make the list either. But I think some of them got exposed when they got brought up to the bright lights. I think that's what happened with Taz. You know. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> By the way, Taz um, came up on a shoot interview that we were texting around uh, with Hornswoggle. <laughs> People. Oh, my God. Maybe we should make that the clip of the week because it was hysterical. People. So there was a shoot interview with Hornswoggle. I think and, it was with Sean Oliver from Cave It Commentaries. Okay. He does. He puts together a couple of great series. Yeah, and he seems to get along uh, with the guys pretty well. But all the questions submitted were clearly from Hornswoggle's friends, which was hysterical. Like one of the questions was, did WWE consider giving you the Repo Man gimmick because you stole so much money from them? <laughs> I think a lot of the people sending questions were workers that were his friends. Like I'm sure Kurt Hawkins yeah. and... Um, yeah. Oh God, Trent Beretta. Yeah. Some guys that are like super good talents, but they're just yeah. They you don't can tell it for a main event scene. You can tell that by their names that they put in. So anyway, I'm on a, on a tangent, but uh, Russell. Yeah, good stuff. Pressured. Um, my number eight. I'm going to show you so I don't blow you up. Now we're good. Nope. My number eight was one ring. 414 days. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I won the title. I lost the title. Yeah. One time is all we needed. Uh-huh. <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. Defended at WrestleMania 2. Defended at WrestleMania 3. World Champion by WrestleMania 4 and 5. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. Somebody else tried to do that. <laughs> I fucking love the Macho Man. Yep. The IC title was built for a guy like him. He beat Tito Santana yep. at the Boston Garden, like I said a little bit earlier. Show, yep. February oh. 1985. Yeah. February, where is it? February 8, 1986. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. That match is actually available on the network. It's a good match. Yeah. Um... This is the kind of guy that the IC title was meant for, mm-hmm. you know, get stay out of Hogan's way. Right, right. Still have, you know, something to build you up, you know. And to this day, a lot of people call his match over the Intercontinental title with Ricky Steamboat at WrestleMania 3 the greatest match of all time, if not just the greatest match in WrestleMania history. Yeah. Um, you know, so many memorable moments. Saturday Night's main event. The forming of the Mecha Powers. Yeah. Or the Ice <laughs> Titan. Yeah. Hunky Tonk Man! Yeah. We talked about it last time, right? We did. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, he's not on my list. Can't, he, stop, can't, can't help but say yeah when you talk about the Macho Oh, man. yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and by the way, he's arguably my favorite of all time. So it has nothing to do so with um, his... His level of um, greatness in, in all phases of the of the game. So um, I just was if he had the longest single reign, which he, he's close. Um, I might have put him on here, but then again, this was like his stepping stone, and then he he wins the WWF title right. uh, twice, I think. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he, he beat, never... Beat me, I see beat Ric Flair. Fuck all of you in the face. Yeah, <laughs> four, WrestleMania 8. Mm. Four years. Right. Champion. Right. Um, I so... Can't, I can't stop. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be doing this at the bar later and, you know... Um, Cheeseburger, medium, American <laughs> cheese, and mozzarella sticks. Bring it out of the plate! <laughs> Hungry! Yeah. 
yeah, a cup of coffee, yeah. Coffee so, and a hamburger, so gross. I, I am not going to complain about Macho being on any list uh, as long as it's not a worst of because he's an all-time great. Maybe worst hair of all time. <laughs> yeah, potentially. <laughs> worst hair. I worst cowboy hat. We can find one or two worst. Oh, yes. Yeah. For the Macho Man. <laughs> All right. Uh, number seven territory. Pete's number seven. Double J. Jeff wow. Jarrett. He made my list as well. He's on my list too. Um, okay. He's my number four. He's my number six. All right. So let's cover Pete's him. not here, we'll cover him later. Okay. We'll, we'll cover him later. Moving on. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stop. Number seven on my list. With five reigns. Totaling 397 days, 11th of all time. Wade Barrett. I love your list because it's a bunch of people I didn't put on my list <laughs> that I really, really yeah. love and appreciate. I think we took a couple different approaches because I left the the absolute monsters off my list um, for the most part. And Wade, um, he beat Kobe Kingston a couple times. He beat... The Miz, he beat Big E, and he beat Ziggler. So he's sort of like the king of the upper mid-carters, I guess. And I loved ba- Bad News Barrett. I love when they put him up on the... Um, Podium? Yeah. They, they were I'm cranking. afraid. I've got some bad news. Right. They cranked him up. Um, it's a shame. I think his career could have uh, been longer and, and even more fruitful. I think he could have been a world title holder. Um, but... You know, now he's in, he's doing acting and things like that. He's he's doing just fine for himself. But I mean, almost four hundred days with with the belt over five different reigns. Um, Not a great DPR. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> that's true. But uh, you know, he just talk about legitimacy to the Intercontinental Title, and um, you know, he basically his role back in the day was basically the. Um, Maybe like a Sheamus type role a couple of years ago, or uh, the Drew McIntyre role right now, where you know they're they're right there, they're 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 yeah. pushing the that that top title scene. Luckily for Drew McIntyre, he doesn't have a John Cena there to keep him down. <laughs> Fuck John Cena. Yeah, and the rest of West Newbury, Massachusetts. <laughs> oh, come on, the entire city is. Ruined because you, of him. Right. Are you a Wade fan, by the way? I picture you being a Wade I Barrett I love guy. Wade Barrett. Yeah. Have you ever heard the fun story about Bad News Barrett? No. Um, back in 2013, when the greatest WWE champion of the modern era left after the Royal Rumble, um, mm-hmm. and the crowd chanted for him every day, yeah. they had a Raw, or it was either Raw or pay-per-view, in Chicago... And they wanted to cue that guy's music. Mm. Have Barrett come out and be like, Were you expecting someone else? Uh, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Uh, can you imagine? It would have been fucking beautiful. They they should have done that because every time... But back, We're talking about punk, obviously. Right, right. Back before Brett came back uh, and they hit his music when... I think... I forget Mike. I think Michaels was cutting a promo. It was uh, Michaels right yeah. before his uh, his beautiful match against Hulk Hogan at SummerSlam. Right, right. Um, and Bret Hart. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, you don't 
Uh, you don't troll your own audience like that, though, no, too much. No, you do it fucking beautiful. <laughs> they don't do it often, so when they do it, it's fucking beautiful. Yeah, it, it always hits. Pump did it with The Rock. Yeah. He did it with... The time he did it with Austin mm. was amazing. Do you remember that one? No. It was during the Straight Edge Society thing, and we can watch... I can pull it up for you when we're done recording. Yeah. Um, it was oh, just it's brilliant. So it's, it's where the famous gif of Punk going... Uh, making a oh, Google yeah. face came from <laughs> brilliant because it was him Big LG and Serena um, yeah that was fucking good good stuff I love when they do that shit that's a yeah. great pick though Bad News Barrett um, my number seven not on my no, list not on your list holy shit it's end of days <laughs> my number seven is one of the men that you know proved that the little guy if mm-hmm. they got themselves over as the IC champ could make it to the top. Yeah. Um, two reigns, 290 days, 145 DPR. Mm-hmm. Brett the Hitman Hart. Yeah. He's the only Triple Crown champion to compete for all three titles at WrestleMania. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's and I'm talking like the original three belts. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, uh, you know, he had great matches with the IC title over, with Piper and Perfect mm-hmm. and the Bulldog and Shawn Michaels and the Mountie. Um, yeah, he led the way for the little guy, making it, making it to the top. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it too. Um, if you look at some of the guys that had it before him, um, you know, it was yeah, look, yeah. the Ultimate Warrior and uh, Texas Tornado and. Um, you know, even back to right, right. So Randy Savage. So um, yeah, I mean, look, look at all the champions before him: right. Patterson, Patera, Morales, Morocco, Valentine, Santana, Savage, right. Steamboat, somebody that's going to make everybody's list. Mm-hmm. The Warrior, Rude. Mm-hmm. Um, that's everybody. Yeah, and then the Tornado. Yeah, I mean, he. Um, I like how you put it though, with with the. Um, with little getting himself over enough with the, yeah as a little guy to pave the way for the WWF title, but that's why he's not on my list because he had such a um, a run at at that top level. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, no, I, re- right. I I remember I have vivid memories of Bret Hart putting on amazing matches as the Intercontinental yep. Champion. Yep. Um, and I tried to ignore what they did after, as you know, yep. I've, I've got Savage and Brett and a few more Hall of Famers on my list that clearly went right. on to do bigger and better things. But I tried to just, in a bubble, you know, memories of them as, and how entertaining and you know how much they did for mm-hmm. the title. Right. And Brett made Brett made the Intercontinental title at a time when, you know, Hogan... And Yoko yeah. and Slaughter and the Warrior, and uh, you know, were the WWF champion. Yeah, Brett and Sean and the Bulldog made the Intercontinental title really important. And yeah. you know, a guy that we're going to talk about a lot later made the Intercontinental title really, really important. Yeah, and so that's why, yeah, but I couldn't it's... dare put him in the top five because it's fucking <laughs> so. well, I mean. Here's a different way to put it. If I were to do a timeline of Brett's career, right, and you do his tag reign from, you know, the mid '80s to about 1990 or '91 when he breaks off as a singles guy. Yep, yep. Then in '92 he wins the 
the big belt from Ric Flair. Yep. And then that carries him to about 97 or so of the screw job. So we, he That's kind of... he voluntarily left and <laughs> made everyone... Very true. got screwed. Very true. So, I mean, his his flirtation with the Intercontinental title is um, condensed to about a year and a half or so. That's a good point. So, um, I just... Um, clearly, he had some great matches, which we're going to talk about later. And um, he's... Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to argue about Bret Hart, but he just didn't make my list. He is on the the mountain of men I'll read later who are who too could big. make a top ten that too big for the title. I guess. I gotcha. Makes sense. Yep. All right, uh, Pete's number six. The g- 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 game. Nice. Triple and you H. and I both mentioned. You know, I, I, I. He did so much more. Yeah. With the other belts. Yeah. Um, I think he was a two-time IC champ. He beat mm-hmm. Mark Merrill with the help of Mr. Perfect. He won it nefariously. He lost to The Rock, and then he beat The Rock for it, mm-hmm. and he forfeited due to a knee injury. And then he right. was off to the races. With, I think he had it one more time. He beat Shelton Benjamin and then lost to Jeff Hardy during the um, two-man power trip era. That's but correct. That's, that's he, really he it. Beat, he beat Jeff Hardy for it. Um, yeah. And in his total reigns, oh, he also beat Kane. That was unification. Yeah, I get yeah, you. I forgot about. So I mean, some people count that one. It's tough to really. Does it count as an official reign? Yeah. Um, yeah. So he had five reigns, as according to the official records on Wikipedia, um, for a total of two hundred days. So, yeah, that's twenty eighth of all time total days. So I get that. For sure, uh, but like you said, I mean, he hasn't. I'll, I'm going to use his own words against him. When Ric Flair, oh, by the way, also not on my list. One time Intercontinental Champion. One time beat I Carlito. See. Yeah. When he won the Intercontinental Championship, um, they used that as part of the feud when Triple H and Ric Flair fought at. Um, I forget which. No mercy or no mer- yeah. or banana sandwich. Yeah. One of the fucking weird Banana sandwich. And he said, there you were, you know, wallowing in your newfound mediocrity. Is uh, I'm paraphrasing, but I know he used mediocrity in the phrase. That's enough to disqualify him from this list. Uh, I know it was an angle, but, um, you know, he he never flirted with the intercontinental title because anything to hold the click down. Huh? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I mean, he's he's burying his second biggest title. No, I guess I'm, I'm teasing him because <laughs> he didn't make my list either. Right. Um, but I love me some click. All right. Uh, where were we? We're on six. He was You're a heel at the time. I guess. He's a heel. Your number six. My number six. The self-proclaimed. Greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time. Am I blowing somebody up? No, he's all, he's my number five. Okay. So um, right in the wheelhouse to talk about him. Right. So, I mean, he has the longest reign in history. One-time reign. 454 days. Yep. Which, by the way, he only had it once. But that gives him the fourth overall in total days. Some of these guys, hell, that you've heard us four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times. Right. Um, and, and don't even come close to 400 days Right, exactly um, So, and he was great I mean, 
the belt fit him like a glove. Yeah. Um, he had it painted onto him for the uh, Hall of Fame speech. Um, and beat Ricky Steamboat, by the way, who had beaten Randy Savage in that to- match we talked about mm-hmm. earlier on. One of the greatest of all time. So um, the the end was, we talked about it last week, not so great. The squash match for Warrior winning it, which... That's what bumped him down for me. Yeah. The way he lost it. Right. It was unfortunate, but... Um, and it's, by the way, why the Warrior is not on my list. But... Um, Fucking Warrior. So, but he is... Uh, there's a reason that he was on our wish list for the Hall of Fame. Um, his music is second to none, maybe... Well, Jeff Jarrett might second have Second to this, one. Second maybe. to one. Second my, to with my, my number six. With my baby. T- oh, beautiful. Look at how that tied in. <laughs> the number six is the singer's, the singer's <laughs> spot, I think. Now, I love hockey. He was number. He was Pete's number three. Mm. Pete's not here, so we can blow Pete up. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean. I can't wait to be alone. My baby tonight. <laughs> You know my baby's got to wrap around a little finger And you know that I would go to heaven back to be with her I can't wait to be alone with my baby tonight Come on baby, hold me tight Tell old honky what you need tonight We need a honk a honk a honk The best part um, is Sid is he's eating his dry food And he's kind of looking at you like What is this guy what doing? What is this jerk doing? Um, no, honky's a great pick um, Yeah, he's my number five The... Length, the, the length of reign, mm-hmm. the record holder, made him, is what got him into my top five. Yeah, and just him saying, just him mentioning the Intercontinental title whenever he could, and, you know, right. that's, um, it, it just gives credence to the title. Certainly does. Um, my number six, as I just spilled the beans a little bit, is Double J. Mm-hmm. Is he on your list? He is. He's my number four. Number four. Let's right. cover him now. Cover him now. Six reigns, 298 days. It's a 49.6 DPR. Yeah. Um, <laughs> really good feud with Razor Ramon. Yep. Um, I even enjoyed his shit with China. You know, the good housekeeping match. Yep. Um, <laughs> which is bizarre, but, you know, he, he's a guy that's constantly reinvented himself. You know, he doesn't get a lot of credit. I think he's got the third most reigns as the IC champ. Um, behind right. one of your guy, one of your yeah. top three, and two of my top three, one of my top three. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I I love Jeff. You know, I'm, I've always been a big Double J fan, and I'm yeah. glad he's back home with the WWE. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, you know, and and he he talked about the Intercontinental Title in his Hall of Fame speech, which we'll talk about in a few minutes as well. So, yep. J E double F. J E double E double E. Right. Hardcore halftime. You got one? Uh, yes. Yes. There's been 82 Intercontinental title holders. And I can name them all if you want. I'm sure you could. <laughs> Your three worst Intercontinental champions okay. of all time. So, um,. I'm going to preface this by I'm only going to go with people that I actually saw as Intercontinental Champion. Yep. So, like, Patera's off the list, mm-hmm. and Patterson was number one, so you just automatically you can't put him on the list. My three worst Intercontinental Champions 
I'm going to go with uh, China. Okay. Albert. Albert. A-Train, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always thought Ezekiel Jackson really sucked. <laughs> That's my three. Right. I... Yes, I actually put like seven down, so I'm just going to okay. pick. I never, I never wrote down one, two, or three. Okay. Here, let's hear your seven, and I'll tell you why you're wrong on a couple of them. <laughs> I don't disagree with um, with Ezekiel Jackson or Albert um, or China necessarily. Although I've I used, know how you feel about China. I've so used, I won't, I've used it to her advantage in terms of top. Um, Dean Douglas held it for less than a day. I know that. He's a great worker, and he had a great career afterwards. But yeah, I don't even see. I don't even count that one yeah. because it's not a rain. They, right. They just did that so Razor had somebody to beat. Right. And Sean got beat up. Right. Salted. Um. Man, there's a couple others. I'll, I'll I'll list the other ones out. Yeah, tell me the stinkers. Um, I'm gonna go with Albert as well. Uh huh. Um, God bless him. He's a good trainer. No matter what gimmick they gave him, it, it didn't work. Right. And in hindsight, with the benefit of hindsight, Marty Jannetty's 20-day reign. Fucking thief. It, yeah. He's a fucking thief. <laughs> um, it just doesn't look good in hindsight. At the time, I was thrilled. I was pissed. I'm sure. Fucking thief. I'm sure. I'm glad you didn't name the Mountie because we love the no, Mountie. No, I love the Mountie. He, that Marty Jannetty is a goddamn thief. Right. Um, some others that I wrote down but didn't ultimately pick. Test had a 13-day reign. Um, I don't know. As an enforcer, as a big guy, like the Intercontinental title is not always the best fit. Yeah. I, you know, Lance Storm... Great worker, personality of a doorknob, 27-day reign. I think he won the title as part of the uh, the Alliance storyline. Yeah, and he beat Albert, by the way, who was also on my list. So I'll forgive Lance Storms because it made sense for the storyline. Yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, the Godfather, otherwise, I don't disagree with you. Godfather, 43-day reign. You know, I, I love The Godfather and I love Papa Shango, but... Um, it's sort of at that level of the title is not necessarily suited for them. And that's Which, why Papa Shango counts as an Intercontinental Champion Hall of Famer that has a Hasbro action figure, by the way. Ah, that one could get a little tricky because technically it wasn't Papa Shango, but it was Charles Wright. That's so. right. That's right. And I did include, uh, as much as I love this moment for Zack Ryder... He had it for a day. Oh, he's fucking terrible. Um, <laughs> what, what am I you know what? There's a lot of... I'm going to show some respect to Joni. Yeah. I'm going to take her off the worst three. Wow. And I'm going to put fucking Zack Ryder because he stole the tag titles from the Revival, so fuck Zack Ryder. <laughs> yeah, fuck Zack Ryder. All right. Ooh. By the way, Kurt Angle, we talked about last week, had only one reign for 35 days. He didn't even get beat, though. He, he did not fucked. lose. He got screwed right. by a thief, just like Marty Jannetty was a thief. <laughs> I have an so agenda, I know, folks. I know I put about ten names in my in my worst three. But, it's a way to break it up a little bit and talk about the shit. Yeah. All right, so back to the action. Pete's number five. Uh, Pat Patterson. Although I never watched him, he's the number one. He's the first, so you got to pay respect. 
Um, I disagree. I, um, I get that sentiment, but that was the only time he held it, and to the point we talked about earlier for the total days, um, that, um, you know, he had it for 233 days, which compared to the rains that happened for the next really 10 or 9 or 10 championship rains are, are kind of that's pedestrian. Mm-hmm. So, I I get it. You can't introduce a title without it, without it being a big name. Um it's a it's a feather in his cap, but it's something that they always mention with Pat Patterson. So He's fucking been riding that train for 4 years. <laughs> right. I made it. Right. So anyway, um, he's not on my list though. Me neither. Okay. Uh, number five, I, I stuck yes. a peek and I gave you the Iggy. Yep. Your number my five number five, five I am gonna on my list. deflect on. My number five is the Honky Tonk Man, who we already talked about. Yep. Pete's number four, the sexiest man alive. <laughs> Rick Rude, his run was so good, and he made the Warrior look like a million bucks. Yep. I don't disagree with anything that Pete said there, but Rick yep. Rude did not make my list. He is a, one of my five honorable mentions. I love Rick Rude. Um, he he had one reign for 148 days. His match at WrestleMania five, I love. It's the Warriors' best match. Yep, I think I agree with that. I love the ending with Heenan getting involved and pulling down on Warriors' boots. Um, so I. I don't dislike that at all. I love Rick Rude. I, I do too. So, cool. Well, my number four we just talked about because it was Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Spend J-E. my days working. Oh, they hate when I sing on the show. <laughs> um, my number four. Can't believe he. No, I can't believe because he's fucking great. My number four. Three reigns, four hundred and six days. 135.3 DPR, the heartbreak kid, mm. Sean Michaels. Sean Michaels. So, two epic ladder matches. Yep. Got jumped and bullied into defending the title against Marty Jannetty. He wasn't prepared and he lost. <laughs> he never lost the title the second time after he got jumped by those punks in Syracuse. So, he had to forfeit the title. And then after he won it for the third time, I'm sorry, the second time was when he got suspended, even though he wasn't doing steroids. The -hmm. third time, he got jumped by some punks in Syracuse. So he won the title three times. He had to give it up twice. So in my book, he never got beat for the fucking belt. Wow. Beverly Brothers. Brothers. And, um, you know, part of why he made was so high, high up on my list, besides the fact that he's Shawn Michaels, I feel like in 93... When he was the champ early 93, he was the most watchable part of the early days of Monday Night Raw. Um, I completely agree with that. Um, sim- he's not on my list, by the way. He's on my list of monsters that didn't yep. make it. Um, similar to the timeline argument with Bret Hart, I, I, I find it to be very similar. Um, he only flirted with it for so long. But he was great with it. He had it with Sherry, which was awesome. Um, when he really turned the corner and, and you know set off on his course to being an absolute superstar, so yeah, absolutely. I don't I don't hate that at all, but he just had so much time uh, at the top level that I just left him off. Understood, understood. 
All right. Um, Pete's number three was the Honky Tonk Man. Yeah. We talked about him. Honky Tonk Man might be... Uh, he might be in line for Mount Rushmore. He might be. To figure that out. Yeah, that's a good this point. This might be the hardest Mount Rushmore to figure out, I think. Yeah, this will be this will be tricky. There, there's two definite Mount Rushmores. Right. Um, okay, interesting. We'll see how it goes. Three. We'll see how the top three goes. My number three... It's sort of my exception to the rule of the monsters. Okay. And it is the Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla, with nine reigns, the most of all time, Chris Jericho. He was my number 10. Number 10, that's yep. right. I didn't mention that's him. Right. I want to blow you up. That's right. So quickly. <laughs> nine reigns, 318 days, which is 16th all time, by the way. Um... But he's also in that sort of Rob Van Dam category where, you know, all these matches where he won the title are big time and lost him, by the way. Sid, stop eating Chris's uh, bag there. So he um, he won it from Angle in the Eurocontinental, chan- Eurocontinental match that we've talked so much about. He defeated China. He beat Benoit at Armageddon. He beat Rob Van Dam at SummerSlam. Rob Van Dam on Raw. Christian in a ladder match in 04 at Unforgiven. And then later on, Jeff Hardy on Raw in 2008. Rey Mysterio in a no-holds-barred Extreme Rules match in 09. His IC title feud with Mysterio was awesome. The way he kept pulling his mask off and all right, that shit. Right, that's right. He was just like the was nasty, years ago? nasty heel. Oh, my nose. Right. It's, um, he's sort of like... The opposite of he doesn't need a title. Like, he would perform so well that they were like, we need to find a title for him. Yeah. You know? And that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Like, when he got the US title when he was Kevin Owens' sidekick or whatever, like, he didn't necessarily need it, but like, he was running that hot. But that was a good way to um, give him the one belt he hadn't won. Mm hmm. It's very true. I mean, most reigns of all time. And, of course, he had the, the world title reigns of, um, in addition to that. But he would also dip back down. A lot of these guys, like Michaels, like Bret Hart, like Triple H, they didn't return back down to that IC scene. That's a good point. And that's why I've uh, sort of reserved this space for guys like him and a couple other guys we'll talk Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Uh, that's a very good point. Uh, my number three, because, again, I don't want to be in super blow-up mode. Okay. So yeah, I don't want because it's number one. I don't want to blow yep. it up. Um, yep, but we're pretty much on the same page yep. there. And then I'm gonna show you my number one. I assume that's your number two. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. So, so we won't blow each other up. We'll defer. Pete's number two. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Hey, you covered it nicely. I don't hate it. I'm I get so it. So your number. My number two is your my number, number one. one. All right. My number two is made nobody's list, right? No, it's your number five. Oh, yes. Yep. Mr. Perfect. Yes. The reason Absolutely. guys like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels got a chance, in my opinion. Right. Two reigns, 406 days, so 203 DPR. He got the one-footed man Texas Tornado over in 1990. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was very important <laughs> to point out that he carried the 1990 and 91 mid-card scene. Yeah. You know, matches with Tito and Piper and Brett 
um, the Texas Tornado, you know, all those guys. Mm-hmm. Perfect made them look. He made the big boss man look like a, a main eventer at WrestleMania 7. Yep. Um, you know, his incredible SummerSlam match with Bret Hart. I feel that without that match, Bret wouldn't have been as believable as a single star. Yep. I think Perfect gave credibility to Bret Hart's single stardom. So it's all Perfect's fault. So it's actually <laughs> fucked me. Um, Honestly, that match um, is one of my personal favorites. It might so it might make my top 10 or 20 of all time matches. Uh, and Sid is raising hell back there, but, you know, as Sid's do. That's true. <laughs> um, I very nearly, if I if today wasn't the first of the month and I wasn't so busy at work, I might have rearranged this list and I, I almost bumped Mr. Perfect. I, he was my number five. I almost moved him up to number one. Because when I think of like a guy that never got the title, uh, the big title, mm-hmm. and who deserved it, who feuded with Hogan and, you know, all that type of stuff. Um, tied for ninth, by the way, 406 combined days, including a 280-day reign. Um, just one of the all-time greats. So um, no hesitation on my end to to, to yeah. put him way up there. I love him. Um, and if it weren't for my number one... Mm-hmm. He would be my number one. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. This were a nine list, and you had to. I don't know how that <laughs> how that makes sense, but if my number one didn't exist. He would be my number one. Right. Um, honorable mentions, real quick. Pete wrote in The Rock, Edge, Brett, Perfect, Piper, and the Mountie. Okay. My honorable mentions. I stuck to five. Tito. Yeah. Goldust, Triple H, The Rock, and Steve Austin. Yeah. We have completely different honorable mentions then. Right. Well, because you had your monsters yeah. too. Yeah. So I didn't. Yeah, I, I, those are all um, worthy of, of mentioning in this episode because, you know. Um, so you kept I, your honorable mentions. I, I kept it to five. Five guys, and I assume they were never world champion? Um, one or two of them were, so, but but for like a cup of coffee. Like Christian? Christian, four reigns for a combined 192 days. I loved his run with Tomko as a sidekick with like the... The peeps and the the mirrored hoodie and things like that. Uh, we already talked about Rick Rude. Right. Gold dust and honorable mention for you? Nope. Nope. The Rock, Don Morocco. Ah, very good. Very good. Uh, Data, again, he had the fourth and sixth longest reigns. Two reigns for 541 days, which, let me just double check that. I think that it makes like him. That fourth? That is third, third of all time. Behind, behind Morocco and. Behind Pedro. Yeah, Morales and somebody we're both going to talk about in a few. Oh, that's right. Um, so, uh, and then Shelton Benjamin, five reigns, three hundred fifty-four days. He was on my list mm-hmm. for such a long time, and then I was like, I have to show some respect to Pedro, right? And Jericho, I think because he lost it nine times and had such a You're low right. DPR, right? Right. You know that's why Jericho was ten and the shit with China. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, Shelton was on my list for the longest time. Yeah, he um, when I we talk about taking breaks from WWE. When I got back into it, Shelton Benjamin was the IC champ. This is probably about two thousand five or so. Sounds about right. Um, and you know, there's a reason he's still kicking around and, and having good matches because he's just 
He's the gold standard. He's really great. And then Jeff Hardy, four reigns, 330 days, um, which is just outside the top 10, I think. Um, 15th. So, which puts him just behind The Rock and just ahead of Chris Jericho with total combined days. Um, you know, it, it's sort of, they sort of come and go. He won the mostly at Raw's. Uh, he beat Umaga. He beat Johnny Nitro. Um, did he beat Triple H? Uh, he did beat Triple H for his first reign back in 2001 on, on, a, Smack, on a SmackDown. Okay, I thought it was Taboo Tuesday. Yep. It, it recognized... Uh, they recognized it on tape delay, which makes the kind of day reigns kind of funny. Because right. um, there's always like official and unofficial, but they're only a couple days off. So, that's my honorable mentions. Very nice. All right. Um, Pete's number one is the same as your number one, hmm. who was my number three. Okay. So, I will defer to you, my friend. My number one. Pete's number one. It sounds like he's going to be on the Rushmore. He's on the Mount Rushmore. He's got to be. Reza Ramon. Four reigns totaling 438 days, which makes him sixth all time. Um... The first reign, of course, was the iconic um, ladder match at WrestleMania 10. Um, so that alone puts him in the category. But then to win it three more times, and by the way, to never win the WWF title, which is a topic for another day. We um, got to do that one soon, right? But he also beat Diesel. He beat. Double J, who was on both of our lists, and he beat uh, Dean Douglas, who held it for like 10 seconds, um, which was, wasn't was so great. But um, talk about a guy who elevated the title, who looked great in the title. Yeah, who, that, uh, no, that's a very good point that we mm-hmm. didn't really talk about, how good they look with the belt on them. Hockey Tonk, Mr. Perfect. Um, Razor, Razor, Sean, yeah, someone great with the belts. Yeah, Jarrett with his fucking yeah <laughs> weird ass gimmick that he wore tassels or whatever. Um, but he was um, just just so good too. By the way, just such a great worker. He had the look too. He had the size. Um, really, really elevated the title. Um, so, it's weird because I these top five I could probably interchange a little bit, but I thought this meant a lot to Razor, you know, the Intercontinental Title. The fact that he never won the big one is is almost a crime um, in WWE at least. So, I'm, I'm glad he got. I think his shot to be WCW champion was higher. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me that he was not fucking Vince Russo was WCW champion. He I'm was he was never WCW champion. No. Oh my god. He won the US title, the TV title, and the tag titles. That's ridiculous. Right. Everyone had the title in WCW. David Arquette had the fucking <laughs> WCW title. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean the, the the image of him holding the titles at WrestleMania 10 on the ladders when there was disputed. His fake title on Sean. <laughs> <Drew>. <laughs> um, uh, that's enough to just like when you think of the IC title, that's one of the top. Few moments yeah, in its no, history. Absolutely. Can't so. be mad at that. My number one 
Second all-time in reigns with eight. 597 total days. Second all-time in total days. Yeah. Yep. Black Forest coming in, so just y'all. <laughs> 74.6 DPR. I'm talking, of course, about The Miz. Yes. He's awesome. And it's not just a catchphrase. Yeah. He made the IC title matter again, in my opinion. In yep. the era of Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar controlling the title scene and the, the Universal Champion being being like an absentee dad, mm-hmm. um, you know, he had must-see matches against Rollins, Balor, Barrett, Ziggler, you know, right. a whole host of others, Dean Ambrose. Yep. You know, he, he brought the IC title back. I think he restored its former glory. Yeah, um, and the IC title, you know, being my favorite championship of all time, you know, really important to me when that belt means something. And I think that's what the Miz did more than anything. He made that championship. Yeah, when Brock was off being Brock, you know, and the IC title was the main belt on Raw. It was the fucking Miz carrying that show, man. Right, and. Um... I mean, Reigns had it, and like it was sort of like when Warrior had it. Like, did he really want it? He wants to go for the big belt. The right. Miz, the Miz was so proud to carry it. And what sticks out to me is Jeff Jarrett in his Hall of Fame speech um, saying, sort of catching the Miz by surprise, too, saying what you're doing right now for the Intercontinental Championship is fantastic. Um, and the Miz was genuinely... Um, humbled by that. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's true. He he um, he had that great run after beating Ambrose of 170 days or so. Uh, and then he beat Roman Reigns for it, had another 76 days. He beat Ziggler. He beat Ryder the night after Ryder won it. Um, so I think that similar to Jericho, if he if he can play in both worlds, he can go for the world title. But he can also uh, drop back down to the IC title, but then be proud to hold it. It's not like, oh, this is a demotion. It's like, this is, I I will make this title awesome again. I'll, right. I'll make it white, the white strap again and all that type of stuff. Oh, absolutely. So, I, uh, he was my number two. So, we're right in the same ballpark. Um, so, no qualms on my end. Beautiful. So we got to figure out, carve, carve the stone. Okay. So Razor was a one, a one, and a three. So Razor Ramon. Razor's on there. Makes the Mount Rushmore. Miz was a one and a three. So I think the Miz, because he was a one. I think um, if he were to be here right now, he likes the Miz as well. I think it might be an oversight on his I agree. end. So I think he should be there. So Miz is on our Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Then it gets shaky. <laughs> so Mr. Perfect was a two and a five. Yep. Michaels uh, was a three and a four. A yeah. two and a four, excuse me. Yep. Um, Honky Tonk Man was a three, five, and a six. Hmm. Um, and Jarrah was a seven, a six, and a four. Damn. Other, you know, those two made all three lists. Wow. Jericho only made two lists. Savage only made one list, I, you know. So it's Razor and Miz, and then is it perfect for a two and a five, or is it Honky and Jarrett? Wow. Uh, 
I, my inclination is to go with perfect and honky. And as much as I love Jeff Jarrett, um, you know, he had his other, uh, he'll be on the Mount Rushmore of greatest guitar players and, uh, or, um, he was a European champion. Maybe he's on that list. So, um, but you think of perfect is never got the title. He deserves to be on there, I think. And Hockey Tonk Man basically, um, made his living on the IC title. So, um, man, that's a tough one. This is where you want to make the Mount Rushmore five or six guys. (laughs) (laughs) You know? I think... Honky Tonk Man, Mr. Perfect, The Miz, and Razor Ramon mm-hmm. is a solid, hard to argue with Mount Rushmore if you're looking at it objectively. Yeah. Yeah. I'm only one member of the clique. I don't know how I would that <laughs> Um Right. Yeah. Hey, well, um, if we uh, we should try to find a good, uh, somebody who's good with Photoshop and make these at the end of each. Episode. Oh, I know somebody. I just don't know how much time he has. He's got a one-year-old. <laughs> oh, he sounds um, busy. Um, oh, Andrew Brickleo also wrote in his favorite IC champ of all time is Santino Morello. <laughs> but I think that's <laughs> just because of the honkometer. Yeah. The honky-donkey man. Right. Was intercontinental champion for 64 <laughs> weeks. <laughs> Santino Morello has been intercontinental champion for three weeks. Yeah, well, he almost made it. He was... 34th overall with 162 combined days with two under reigns. two reigns. Um, if we're just doing favorite people who, who happened to hold the Intercontinental title, then that's a whole different You know, my Mount Rushmore wouldn't be much different if we went with my favorites. Yeah? Wow. That's um, interesting. I think Miz and Hockey would be replaced by Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe and, Angle. And, and Macho. Macho, yeah. But... Right. So maybe this is a good point to talk about the monsters that I left off of my list. Um, The Intercontinental... And Sid, by the way, is running amok. I don't know if you can hear his footsteps, but he's having a hell of a time. I left... We talked about already Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Triple H. I left off The Rock and Stone Cold. I left off Eddie Guerrero. I left off CM Punk and Randy Savage. Daniel Bryan and Randy Orton, Edge, Ric Flair, Roman Reigns, Ultimate Warrior, and Kurt Angle. I mean, think about that list. Those are... um, Now, some of them, I would say, were not great Intercontinental Champions, regardless of their resume outside of it. Right. Like Flair. Right. Um, that's that's fair, and even Angle only. I mean, granted, he didn't. Uh, he got screwed. He got nuts and bolts. He got screwed. Fucking Marty Jannetty. Right, but those guys are are not going to be uh, diddling around with the IC title either. Which, right. not to belittle the title, I think is a great title, but they're just in that level that once they got up over that hump, they weren't coming back. No, for absolutely, and I think Eddie's a perfect example of that. Right. Um, Mm-hmm. Punk didn't have it very long. No. Punk called being the champion was very hold my beer. Mm-hmm. Well, hold my Pepsi. Because um, <laughs> I'm going to go do better things. Right. Sid, what the fuck are you doing? Sid is all fired up. He's running around like a madman. 
Here, go chase that. You want to go to Survivor Series? <laughs> That's going to do it for episode 28. Uh, it was a shorter one, but yeah. next By time, our standards. Next time's going to be a longie. Yeah, strap in. Join us next time for episode 29 when Justin and I are joined by the man so cool, Trip McNeely signed his high school yearbook, Brian Fredrickson. And the man with 20 nicknames. I can't wait. Uh, Pete's <laughs> ah. going to be with us again. We're going to have the trivia showdown of WW, of pro wrestling in the mainstream media. I'll come up with fun facts. And we bring to you the top 10 hey, things you would do between now and WrestleMania 36 <laughs> if you had the book. Wow. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be great. And before Sid destroys this entire... And deletes, by the way. Like, he deleted my desktop. Deletes my this entire recording. I think we should uh, call it a wrap. All right. See you next time. <laughs> Thanks, everyone.